You're listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis of Calvary Chapel San Clemente on today's edition. So the most important thing to God is for you and I to draw near to Him, to live our lives in His presence. That's what He wants. That's what He made us for. And as we do, He will answer us, He will establish us, and we'll be satisfied with the goodness of God, and we will have joy. Do you have lasting joy in your life? Joy is not a momentary jubilation, but a lasting calm delight. Is your life a calm delight? Today, Pastor Holland explains that joy comes from spending time in God's presence. Indeed, there is no other source of real joy. We can find brief moments of celebration, but lasting joy comes only from God. In fact, He created us to spend time with Him. Our lives change as we embrace our Heavenly Father. Let's run into our Father's arms and watch our lives become more like His. Let's join Pastor Holland in the book of Matthew chapter 9 as he continues his message, The Most Important Thing About God. And so it's a good thing to ask for a good shepherd. It's a great thing. It's an important thing to have a good shepherd. And Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw the neglect of the sheep. But even providing a better shepherd was not the most important thing to God. What was the most important thing to God? Well, we read about it in Numbers 28. It says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel and say to them, My offering, my food for my offerings, made by fire as a sweet aroma to me, you shall be careful to offer to me at their appointed time. And that word offering to us, when you look at offering, what do you think? You think it's a gift that I have to bring, right? It's something that I have to give. I'm bringing something to give as a gift. But in the Hebrew, that word offering is the word korban. And that word korban means to draw near. It's drawing near to God. Every time you see the word offering, you should think, draw near to God. It's an opportunity to draw near. And so God is saying, command the children of Israel, saying to them, draw near to me. Draw near to me. Draw near to me. And be careful to draw near to me at all the times I say to draw near. The most important thing to God, although it's good to have a leader that we relate to, Although it's good to have a good shepherd, although it's good to have a good general, a leader that could command the military and lead us into victory, what was most important to God is that we draw near to him. That was the most important thing. So important it is to God that he built it into the life of Israel. He built it into their calendar, into their schedule. And said, these are the times that I have set aside for you to draw near to me. Daily, they were to draw near twice a day, morning and evening. Every week, they were to draw near to God, to worship the Lord with the congregation of Israel. Every week, once a week, to set that time aside. They were not even to work on that day. They were to set that time aside for family and for God, to worship God. That was it. Every month, they were to draw near to God on the first of the month. 
It was a day of new beginnings, a new beginning of that cycle of time. And it was those months that would become the bedrock for the times of calculating the important events in history, according to God. Annually, throughout the year, they were to gather together at the spring feast and the fall feast to worship the Lord. And some of these feasts were one-day feasts. Some of these feasts were eight-day feasts. And so like you had a whole week off of work to eat food, to dance, to have a blast with your friends and your family in the presence of God. That's what God wanted. And then every seventh year, there would be a whole year of rest where you didn't work for a year. Wouldn't that be amazing? I would just be blown away if that happened. Our president said, you know what? I'm going to give the American people a year off of work every seven years. That would just about convert me. Not really, but it'd come close. That's what God wanted, for you to draw near to him and spend time in his presence. And here's the thing. He said that if you did this, No one's going to take your land. No one's going to come in and attack you. But rather, when people draw near to God, he said, first of all, you would hear my word. You would hear me speak to you. Every time God speaks, it's his word. You realize that, right? When it says God spoke to the people of Israel, he's speaking his word. That's the word of God being spoken. What happens when we gather together? We hear the word of God. They would experience his presence, the Shekinah, the glory of God. The glory of God would appear. The bright light of God. There's a couple times in scripture where we read that the glory of God was so thick, the presence of God was so thick that they couldn't stand to worship the Lord or to minister to the Lord. The weight of the presence of God. I don't know if you've ever been in an environment like that. I have many times where just you feel the weight of God's presence in the room. And it just, you can, it's all you can do to stand. That's the kind of thing that I pray for in our services every week. Lord, I want to see the glory of God. I want to see the glory of God. I would invite you to pray that with me. Lord, that our services would be so filled with the glory of God, the presence of God, that people walking in would be afraid because you were in the midst. They would walk in thinking like nobody knows what they did Saturday night, and all of a sudden someone walk up and say, oh, the Lord just wanted me to tell you. He saw you, what you were doing Saturday night. You were doing one, two, three, four, five. That would make it so real, wouldn't it? Everyone says, I want a real, authentic relationship with Jesus. I don't really think you know what you're asking for. But I want that for me. I want that for our church. That we have that real, authentic move of the Spirit in such a way that it is undeniably God. Every single time. They would respond to him in worship and sing songs of of adoration and praise to him. And as they would do this, God would lead them. God would fight with them. God would work amongst them. And the people would 
simply enjoy life in the presence of God. That is how we were designed to live. We are in the presence of God and God takes care of everything for us. That's how it is supposed to be. Now consider this. The average young family attends church two times per month. 20% of the average young families attend church three times a month. And only 4% attend church once a week. And yet God said if we would worship him and be in his presence at his appointed times, that he would bless us. And yet we wonder why we're not experiencing the presence and the power of God like they did in the Bible. We wonder why we don't see the blessing of God in our businesses, why we don't see the blessing of God on our lives, where we don't see the blessing of God in our relationships. We're not honoring the, the Lord with our lives. We're not living in his presence. And he doesn't go against his word. He's very clear. He tells us how easy it is. All you have to do is show up. That's it. All you have to do is show up. Show up once a week. Show up twice a day. Show up every month. Show up for the the special days that he has set aside to gather together to, to, to glorify him. All you have to do is show up. And his blessing is there. And yet for some, it's so hard to show up. And the reason why is because we really don't believe this. Because if you believed it, you would do it. You would actually live it. And you would see the blessing that God has for you. Psalm 65 says this, Blessed, happy is the man you choose, speaking to God, and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts. You know, we don't ever take into consideration the fact that, yes, we respond to God, we choose, we surrender our lives to him, but he chose us first. He chose everyone first. And had he not extended the invitation, where would we be? Had he not invited us, we would not be able to enter in. You see, in Judaism, only the Jews can go into the temple. If you're a Gentile, you cannot enter into the temple. If you try to enter into the temple, you will be stoned to death. It's punishable by death. In fact, that's one of the problems that Paul was having because Paul was accused of bringing a Gentile into the temple. He was teaching the grace of God and the good news of Jesus to the Gentiles. They were responding. And so he brought one to Jerusalem to show, hey, look, look what God is doing. And they thought that he brought him into the temple. So they wanted to deal with Paul to, to put him to death for doing that. The leaders of Jerusalem said, hey, Paul, you got to do something to prove to them that you're a real Jew, that you're not like breaking the rules. So Paul did what they asked him to do. Took a Nazarite vow, did the whole thing. And so it's by invitation that every single one of us 
are able to come and worship the Lord. Worship Life Radio with Holland Davis will continue right after this. Hi, this is Holland Davis, and I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Clemente. And I just want to take a moment and invite you to come and visit us at one of our Sunday morning services or to our midweek Bible study. Calvary Chapel San Clemente is a Jesus people community right here in the city of San Clemente, California. You know, we identify with our roots in the Jesus movement because that's where I came to Christ. And of course, that's where Calvary Chapel was born. When you come to our church, you're going to find a church that loves to worship the Lord with song. We love to study God's word verse by verse, and we love to share the love of God with other people. If that's the kind of church you're looking for, consider visiting us. You can find out all about us online at calvarysancomeni.org. We look forward to worshiping with you soon, and may God richly bless you. Now, let's continue with today's edition of Worship Life Radio. And it's by invitation that every single one of us are invited by God at these appointed times to come and spend time in His presence. And this is what He says will happen. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. By awesome deeds and righteousness, you will answer us, O God of our salvation. You who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of the far off seas. If you need confidence, your confidence is not in yourself. Your confidence is not in your knowledge. Your confidence is not in your expertise or your bank accounts or or your possessions. Your confidence is in God alone. He is your confidence. Who established the mountains by his strength, being clothed with power. You who still the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves and the tumult of the peoples. They also who dwell in the farthest parts are afraid of your signs. You make the outgoings of the morning and evening rejoice. You see, those that believe, those who who say the Lord is my Lord, who are led by him. These are the things that he says, I will do for you. This is what you will experience. The first being, you'll be happy. Blessed. Happy is the man. And so the most important thing to God is for you and I to draw near to him, to live our lives in his presence. That's what he wants. That's what he made us for. And as we do, He will answer us, he will establish us, and we'll be satisfied with the goodness of God, and we will have joy. When I was growing up, I was learning how to play guitar. There wasn't worship like we have it today. I had this book, this brown book, it was called, uh, it had a fish on it. And it was a Young Life thing, something I got from Young Life. And they had all kinds of songs in there. You know, the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. We thought that was the Holy Spirit. But we had all these different songs. They had Peter, Paul, and Mary songs in there. And just these were the songs we sang to God as worship songs. And so I would sit in my room for hours. And I would just play these songs and close my eyes and sing to the Lord. I would sense the presence of God. 
And I didn't have language to it. I couldn't tell you that I was sensing the presence of God. All I knew is that every time I did it, I felt so much peace. I felt so much joy. All the anxiety that I was experiencing was gone. And it was all I could do. It, it, was, it drove me to be there every, every evening. Every moment that I had, I would, I would just spend. I wasn't watching TV. I was spending time in the presence of God. I learned to live for the presence of God. I learned to expect the presence of God. I learned to tell the difference when God was here and when he wasn't here. And it was only because I spent time with him. And I could talk to people and I could know in an instant whether they were telling me something from God or not because I was so used to hearing his voice. Didn't know that it was his voice, but I was just hearing his voice in those times of prayer and worship as he would lead me and direct me as I would read his word. And his word became life to me. And so all of the significant moments of healing that have happened in my life have happened in those times of worship in the presence of God. That's where it's happened. That was the most important thing. And you know what? God took care of everything else. And God has taken care of everything else. God has provided for me in ways that I could never have provided for myself. And I've come to love him and know him as one who answers me, who establishes me, and I'm satisfied with him. I'm satisfied with his goodness. I'm satisfied with his presence. And it fills me with joy. My only bummer in life is that I feel like this body that God put me in is so limited. It cannot scream loud enough. It cannot sing high enough to give God the glory that he is worthy to receive because he is worth so much So much more than I could ever in one lifetime give him. And so I guess I'm just going to have to spend all eternity telling him how good he is. That's why I do what I do. Why do you do what you do? What motivates you? What's the most important thing to you? Let's pray. Lord, you hear the prayers that are being prayed right now. You know our every thought. You know our coming and our going. You know everything about us. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would speak right to that need. Every individual heart, speak, Lord, everything that would seek to interfere, be silenced right now. The Lord is speaking.
There's some the Lord says, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. There's some the Lord says that you need to exchange that bitterness. You need to release it. And allow my love to do the work in your heart that I desire to do. That resentment, you need to let it go. Surrender it to him. Lord, I pray that your peace that passes all understanding would rule in the hearts of many here, Lord, that are filled with fear and anxiety over the times that we're in, the uncertainty. Let the peace of God settle in. Lord, let that adjustment take place in what we see and how we perceive. Lord, break the power of the voices of shame in people's lives, Lord. Let's say, I am broken. I cannot be fixed. Lord, that, that's a lie. We reject that lie in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray that your, your power would fill us. Lord, fill us, empower us by your Holy Spirit to be your representatives in this world. To speak what you command us to speak. To not be shy, but to be bold. That you would empower us, Lord, to show your love, the real love of God, the love that actually sets people free, not puts them in bondage. But the love that actually sets people free. And if you need to surrender to the Lord, rededicate your life, or if you've never accepted Jesus, you can pray this simple prayer and mean it with all your heart. And say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I confess you are the Lord and I belong to you. Forgive me for breaking your law, for offending you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life, for I surrender to you, totally and completely. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed the program today. You know, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know, there's going to be a day when all of us are going to stand before Jesus, and only those who have surrendered their life to him will spend eternity with him. Don't you want to be part of those that spend eternity with Jesus in heaven? You can pray this simple prayer and mean it with all your heart. Just say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I confess that you have raised from the dead. Forgive me 
of all my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. If you've prayed that prayer, then I can say with assurance that you will be saved on that day. Thanks for tuning in today to Worship Life Radio. We're so glad you were able to join us in the book of Numbers as Pastor Holland has been sharing some good things from an Old Testament book. If this message has blessed you and you'd like to hear more from this series, you can find these teachings online at calvarysanclemente.org. Just look under the teaching tab. While you're there, you can also learn more about Calvary Chapel San Clemente, the church this ministry originates from. We'd love for you to join us for worship this weekend too. You can come in person or join us online. Find all the information you need on our website. Again, that's calvarysanclemente.org. As we wrap up today's message, we'd like to offer an opportunity for you to partner with us in spreading the good news of the gospel. Would you join us in praying for those listening to this radio program? Please pray for ears to be open and hearts to be turned toward the truth and love of Jesus. Would you be interested in partnering with us in another way as well? We're grateful for those who prayerfully consider supporting us financially to further the cause of this ministry in reaching the lost. If you feel led to do so, you can show your support by clicking on the Give tab and going from there. Once again, that's CalvaryChapelSanClemente.org. How can we be praying for you? Give us a call at 949-228-9117. That's 949-228-9117. Join us again on Worship Life Radio. Have you ever wondered what it means to be saved? What are you saved from? Is salvation only about going to heaven? Pastor Holland's message series, So Great a Salvation, will answer these questions and help you discover the rich, abundant life salvation brings. Order your personal copy of So Great a Salvation at worshipliferadio.com.